When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a woman bought a $35 busted Goodwill, and it turned out to be a 2,000-year-old relic. Tony Kornheiser, you know what else is? UB Brown. And you're going to say, That's don't be cruel to UB, but you know That's UB loves when we mention him. I, he does, but, I, you know, the context is everything. UB does watch, and, and UB has been great to us, has he not? Huey's been yes, great to us yes. throughout our careers, and you call yes. him a relic. Well, I read what's written for me, <laughs> but I guess that's true. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, John Morant is doubtful. Nikola Jokic is reportedly the MVP, and Rich Strike is your Kentucky Derby champion. But we begin today with the two playoff series some of us thought were over, and now yeah. they are tied at 2-2. <laughs> Dallas had appeared lost in Phoenix, but won both games in Dallas. Philadelphia was lost without Joel Embiid and got beat by 30 points in two games in Miami. But now with Embiid back, the 76ers are pounding Miami. So, Wilbon, which of these comebacks is more surprising to you? Well, Tony, I've been going back and forth since we decided we were going to discuss this today. And... You know, Philadelphia, because you, you don't know, like, how effective is Joel going to be in the wake of a concussion wearing a mask after a fractured orbital? But, I mean, it, that's just, it's, it's not reasonable to say, okay, play like the MVP right now for the next couple of games. But he did, particularly in game four. Game three was like a warm-up. Yeah. And you know, I told you, I thought that the Suns and Mavericks was going six. And you and Perkins talked me down you know, you, you shouted me down and told me I was crazy, and I'm not crazy because it's going at least six. And Luka Doncic, look, Devin Booker, I voted higher in my MVP ballot. I had him second, I think. But Doncic didn't give a, 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 he didn't give a great first third of the season. But you can make the case that Doncic is the best player in this series. You can make that case. And Chris Paul, with the way the referees treated him and those stupid foul calls yesterday – that put them in some jeopardy, too. I'm going to say Philly, Tone, because I yeah. thought Dallas could take this six. You know I thought that. Yeah. What I love most about this show is your recitation of who you vote for for MVP 1 through 35. I really appreciate that. On the record. That. On the record. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers comeback is not at all surprising given the context of Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid is on the floor and functional, they are as good as Miami, if not better. I had this right months ago. What I got wrong was who was going to lead the parade. I didn't realize that Harden needed Embiid more than Embiid needed Harden. And Harden whiffed in the two games without Embiid. But he got 31 in the most recent game. And if, they, if Harden and Embiid play like this, they're going to win. The Phoenix-Dallas thing is surprising. It surprises me because I had Phoenix in five. It surprises Kendrick Perkins because he had him in four. And to tell the <laughs> truth, Mike, 
You conceded that we were right after game two, so it has to surprise you a little bit. I the entire have. series turns on Chris Paul. You're going to say yep. it turns on Luka Doncic. No, it doesn't. He's getting 33 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. That's what we expect. Chris Paul had a bad game three, and he was taken out of game four by the referees. He only played 23 minutes, three terrible calls yeah. on him. He yeah. ends up with yeah. six fouls and five points. If he plays yeah. well, they win. It's that simple. I hope it's that simple for game five, Tom. I really do, which is tomorrow night back here in the desert. The Grizzlies and Warriors are back on the court tonight, but John Morant listed right now is doubtful. The Grizzlies star is suffering from knee soreness that the Grizzlies think was caused when Jordan Poole grabbed the knee. Morant tweeted, quote, broke the code before deleting that tweet. Tony, is Ja right that this breaks the code? So I don't think he's right. I've seen the replay a number of times. I completely understand why the Memphis coach is agitating to get somebody suspended because he's losing his best player. I mean, I get that part. Although, amazingly, Memphis is 20-5 and five without John Morant. I don't know how it's possible you take your best player off the court, right, and you're an even better team. But, it, but 25 games, a pretty big sample size. I have to be yeah. honest here. I didn't know there was a code in basketball. I know there's a code in baseball. I know there's a code in hockey. I know what those codes are. I didn't know about it in basketball, and now we hear this phrase all the time. And I would just ask you this. Was there a code, you know, when Lambeer and Mahorn were playing? Was it code red? Apparently you want not. me on that wall? You need me on that wall? Because I, I, this, is, this is new to me, and I don't think what, was, what happened to Morant is anywhere close to what Dylan Brooks did with Gary Payton II. I just don't. Well, you and I are in total agreement, and this whole code narrative is a runaway narrative that is now fraudulent. Because Jordan Poole, he's not even looking at John Morant's knee. Yes, he gets his hand on it. How many times is somebody's hand on someone's elbow or shoulder in a game or hip or waist? Stop it. This is just stupid. Yes, Steve Kerr singled out something that most people, most players, ex-players, ex-coaches, coaches seem to agree with, with Gary Payton Jr. being knocked to the floor and has suffering a broken elbow at the hands of, of Dylan Brooks. All right, Dylan Brooks back, by the way, in tonight's game. But, Tone, that's not the right. case with this. I mean, you, I feel bad that John Moran's hurt. I want to see John Moran. I told you on your podcast this morning, to me, John Morant, Tony, he's in that group of people that is in the, the nomination for most exciting players ever. John Moran could be nominated for that category, so I want to see him. But that wasn't intentional. There was nothing reckless about it. There was a hand on his knee. These movements cannot be right. calibrated. This is not the ballet. So shut up with this stuff. Shut up with the code. Stop. By the way, that's a great yeah. reference to Mahorn and Lane Beer. Talk about code. Yeah. How about when they rode yeah. Larry Bird's head into the, the hardwood? That was probably yeah. violation of the code. By the way, I do think that Golden State is going to win game four. I mean, look how well they shot. I think I they're a better too. team. We move on. Boston will play tonight in Milwaukee where they lost game three on a controversial foul call at the end of the game. Marcus Smart was going for a three to tie the game with 4.6 seconds left, and he got a whistle, but Smart only got a two-shot foul. The official denied Smart was in the act of shooting. Boston ended up losing by two when they couldn't get a tap-in off the deliberately missed second free throw. 
Wilbon, did the Celtics have reason to be upset at that call? Hell yeah. And I don't care how many statements the NBA issues to the opposite effect that this is the right call. It wasn't the right call. That's an arrogant thing to do is to then proclaim it the right call. People have eyes. There are coaches and former referees and players out there that we all talk to, and everybody knows it was a bad call. So own up, be honest, take accountability, which the league wants players, everybody else to be accountable and say it's a bad call. It's a terrible call. There are lots of terrible calls in these playoffs so far, and I hope it doesn't wind up costing some team a series and the right to advance. But that's just arrogant. It's a bad call. Marcus Smart is going off the ground into his shooting motion. Shut up with this, all right? I mean, it, 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 it's just it's egregious that the league is trying to push this as a, as a good call. Yeah. It was a dreadful call. Let's look at context for a second. There are less than five seconds left, and you're down three. So you have to hit a three. Marcus Smart is not going to give the ball to Jason Tatum because he can't hit the side of a barn. He's five <laughs> for 19 smart. in that particular smart game. One for five eight. for 19. Smart, but Smart's going to trust himself. He's going up for the shot because yes. the time and circumstance demands yes. that he go up for the shot. So it is a very bad call. The NBA has said they have supported the referee's decision that he was not in a shooting motion. In that same report, Mike, the NBA conceded that five calls in the last two minutes, five calls were bad. This, to me, would be six. That's an awful lot of bad calls. Does that mean it that is. refereeing crew is going to get another assignment? If you concede five, and, and you have to concede this, I, I, I mean... If you are watching this, he's going up to shoot. There, there's See, no yes. other way to look there's at no it. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it, Tony. And all these calls, again, I said, look, I'm not saying these are bad officials. I, I know a lot of these guys, almost all, they're in many cases terrific officials who work month after month after month and have terrific games. They're not covering themselves in glory, the NBA, right now. And don't have NFL-level right. arrogance where you think the rest of us are blind and can't see what the hell is going on. I will say this. I think Boston has a real good chance to win game four. They'll be too. motivated by this. And they've outplayed too. that team the last two games. Let's take a break. Coming up, news leaks that Nikola Jokic will win MVP. Is he the right choice? And was Rich Strike's more exciting moment winning the Derby? Or Tony's obsession getting toothy with the lead pony after. He, in, he is attempting to bite the face off of the lead pony. Like, yeah, I didn't. It's, you talk about I'm glad you arrogance. explained that to me. I, I didn't understand that. I needed a primer. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. 
And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Time to see what's on the minds of people with nothing better to do than to email us. Let me see what's first here. Let's turn it right side up. Nikola Jokic will reportedly be named the NBA's MVP. Is he the right choice? Tone, as far as I'm concerned, there were four candidates who were the right choice. Jokic, fine. Particularly because he played the whole season without what you would consider the second and third best players, Porter Jr. and... Um, I'm forgetting the name of the guard from Canada. So Jamal Murray. They, Jamal Murray. So, yes, he had to play without those guys. He was fabulous. But Embiid played without Ben Simmons the whole year, even though he thought he was going to have him when the year started. I voted for Embiid, as we well know. Um, Tone, you could also vote for Devin Booker. You could also vote for Giannis. So any of those four is the right choice. There's no wrong pick. I, I, I found at various times I had written down as I prepared to vote, I'm going to vote for this guy. That guy was Jokic one day. I'm going to vote for this guy. That guy was Giannis one day or a week. I'm going to vote for Booker. And I wound up voting for Embiid. Any of those guys was the right choice to me. Again, your voting patterns are fascinating. We should do an MSNBC special on your voting patterns. Documentary, yes. Um, He's the wrong choice. I sat here a month ago when this whole thing started with you and who you were going to vote for. And I said to you then... I'm not voting for him if I had a vote because he's on a sixth-place team. It was as simple as that. I wouldn't vote for John Morant, as spectacular as he is, because they win all the games when he doesn't play. 25 games without him. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have voted for Devin Booker because Chris Paul is more important to that team than Devin Booker. And I wouldn't have voted for Embiid for a very specific reason. Because on the last time that he played against Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo blocked his shot. The shot that was going to win the game. Antetokounmpo had better stats in that game head-to-head. Antetokounmpo's team won that game in Philadelphia. And Antetokounmpo's team finished ahead of Philadelphia in the standings. I would have voted for Antetokounmpo. And that would have been fine. It was easy That would have been fine. Yeah. I just said that. Any of those guys, would have, look, everybody's got a reason, right, <laughs> to vote for one of those players. Tom. I get the reasoning. But you know what? Embiid, if you look right now, it's just it's a regular season award. How great does Embiid yeah. look coming back to save That's the right. 76ers right now against top seed of Miami? What was more exciting, the actual Kentucky Derby race or the feud between Rich Strike and the lead pony after that race? Well, as you know, the race wasn't exciting enough to keep me awake because I watched I the pre-race for like 30 minutes. I was all set to watch the race just to, just to make you eat it because I rarely watch the race. And then I fell asleep, and I, I, I talked to you and said, what happened in the race? So take Great. it away. This is your event. Okay. You went crazy yeah. over the horse trying to nibble on another horse. It. Explain it all. Loved it. Loved it. Um, it was a great and thrilling race. The horse, Rich Strike, starts out all the way on the right in a 21 slot and moves all the way to the left and wins on the rail ahead of the horse on the rail at the number one slot. 
Epicenter, which I believe they had faced off once before, and Epicenter beat him by 33 lengths. That is not a close race. The greatest upset, I think, in history of horse racing. You understand completely why the horse went off at 80 to 1, because he wasn't in the field as late as, as dawn on Friday. Somebody had to scratch for him to get in. So you get all of that. But after the race, when the lead pony is bringing him into the winner's circle and Rich Strike is biting the face of the lead pony what is up with to that? such a degree to such a degree that the guy in the red jacket riding on the lead pony balls up his fist and begins to punch the Kentucky Derby winner in the face time after time. And you want to watch it and NBC can't cut away because that's the Kentucky Derby winner. That's the horse. Bang, bang, bang. Right in the face. Well, I mean, that why was does wild. the horse... Have you ever seen a horse I, go Hannibal Lecter on another horse? Do I, do I look that? like an equine psychologist? I don't yes, know why you horses do. do what they do. You watch this I don't stuff. Know why this is your that. event. You love it. Love it. it. The greatest payout ever was great. I will tell you the analogy to make. It's to John Daly. John Daly was the ninth alternate at Crooked Stick. Had no chance of getting in for the PGA. Probably got in that morning and won the PGA. To me, that's the greatest long shot in golf. And this was the greatest long shot in horse racing. Didn't try that. John Daly, we don't know. Enough email. (laughs) Let's take one last break. Still to come. What happened to Canelo Alvarez on Saturday night? I believe he lost. And are we watching the rise of tennis's next big men's star? I didn't understand. I don't get it. Uh, Horses don't eat other horses. What are we doing here? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 22nd birthday, Trey Lance. Is this the year the 49ers go to Lance at quarterback? They moved up in the 2021 draft to take Lance at number three overall out of North Dakota State after only 17 college starts. The 49ers stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo last year and they made the playoffs. But is is this the year they say goodbye to Garoppolo the way the Chiefs did to Alex Smith to make room for Patrick Mahomes? Lance was one and one as a starter last year. Five touchdown passes, two interceptions, 603 passing yards. The 49ers situation may be further complicated by what happens with Debo Samuel, 
who right now may be more important to them than Lance. Well, the guy I want a quarterback needs to get the ball to Debo Samuels. And if San Francisco's considering trading Debo Samuels, that would be stupid. That, that really would be. Why would you trade the most lethal weapon, it seems to me, in that's the right. NFL right now on offense? Because that's what he is. Well, John Lynch says he has no intention of trading him. We'll see. Happy Good. anniversary, Chicago White Sox. On this day, 38 years ago, the White Sox finally defeated the Milwaukee Brewers in the longest Major League Baseball game ever. It lasted 25 innings in a span of eight hours and six minutes over two days. The teams were tied 3-3 after 18 innings, and at 1 a.m. the game was postponed. The game resumed the next day, and both teams scored three runs in the 21st inning. Unbelievable. And a walk-off finally won it in 25. The longest playoff game ever was in the 2018 World Series between the Dodgers and Red Sox. That went seven hours, 20 minutes. Max Muncy ended it with a walk-off homer in the bottom of the 15th after just missing with a foul blast earlier in that at bat. Tony, I was going to ask you if you could name one active player on the White Sox roster, but the video just sort of gave it away. I presume you would have gotten Harold Baines correct. I presume that. Number three. Oh, I get Oh, sure. I would have gotten Harold And Baines. in the Hall of Fame now, Harold Baines. Yes, I would have gotten Harold Baines. You probably like that team, but not as much as the Cubs. Happy trails, no, Barry I like Trotz. that team. I did like Lou Lamarillo, the Islanders general manager who loves firing coaches, fired Trotz this morning after the Islanders failed to make the playoffs this season. Trotz coached the Islanders for four seasons. In his first three seasons, they made the playoffs. In 2020 and 2021, they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they lost both times to eventual Stanley Cup champions Tampa Bay. Trotz, who won the Cup with Washington Capitals in 2018 and then walked to the Islanders, was 152, 102, and 32 in the regular season, and 28 and 21 in the playoffs on Long Island, and he got fired. Trotz's 914 regular season wins are third most all time, and Lamarillo fired him. This is what Lamarillo does, Tony. He fires people in the playoffs, but he's, he won three cups with the Devils. You can't say anything to him at all. You talk about arrogance, but he won multiple times. Listen, with the season the Blackhawks just had with two different coaches, I'd love to see Trotz behind the bench in Chicago. I mean, by the way, why wouldn't a third of the teams in the NHL looking to upgrade go out right now and start calling Barry Trotz's agent? Why wouldn't they do that? I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised he doesn't have a job right now after being fired today. There are 32 teams in that league, 25 of them should be jumping at the chance to get Barry Trotz. I know what you say about Lamarillo, but he fires coaches in the middle of the playoffs. If you're a coach there, you can't go to work for him. You can't because you're going to be fired no matter what. The guy yeah. went to the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals two in a row. Let's care. The Lamarillo fish. doesn't care. The Kings hired Mike Brown as their new head coach. Is that a good fit? Tone, that's a situation that do they have enough terrific players for any coach to turn them around, Red Auerbach, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, uh, I don't know, but I wish Mike Brown luck. I love him. Love Mike Brown. And he's had some success at multiple places. Max Scherzer lost yesterday for the first time in nearly a year. Did we jinx him having him on earlier in the week? Boy, I hope not. He was such a good guest. He's a warrior god. But, I mean, when you consider that he hadn't lost in nearly a year, he'd probably get back out there and win the next five times he starts. Canelo Alvarez lost on Saturday night. Are you surprised? 
Yeah, moving up in weight class did not help him, but he's got a, a rematch, wants a rematch anyway. 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz won the Madrid Open for his fourth title of the year. Fourth title! Wow, aren't you impressed? This kid is a total stud. On the way to this title, he beat Nadal on clay. He beat Djokovic. He beat Zareev. He's 19. Man. He looks like he's the favorite, you know, at the French Open right now. Last one, four NHL games tonight. Who you got? All right, listen up. Capitals, Rangers, Avalanche for the sweep, and the Flames to even it. Write it down. We'll go over it tomorrow. We're out of time. Try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, your sports center. Kelsey McCarthy.